Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. Right, good afternoon. It's Alec Feldman here. Hope you are good. Coming up this afternoon, Ooh. I have been to Swap. Can you hear that? The what? The planet is dying. And Where's that coming from? And climate change now. What? Peaceful what are all these people doing in my room? How did you get in here? What? Climate catastrophe. Can you just be quiet a second? No. I'm trying to do a radio show here. Just, uh, oh, for, oh, for God's sake. Welcome to the show. Coming up today, I've been. Oh, you know what? Sod it. I give up. It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. Fletcher, who was on the brand new exciting relaunch James Gilmore show yesterday with Undrunk. Before that, Jax Jones, Martin Solvig, Madison Beer with All Day and Night. Hello, good afternoon. It's Alec Feldman here. I'm pleased to tell you that the, um, the Extinction Rebellion protesters that were here at the start of the show, they've all been escorted out by the police. They've been taken away. They're probably now in a cell. So it's, it's just me again. And I can talk without being shouted over. So all is good. Welcome along. I'm live till five o'clock on Wizard Radio this afternoon. How exciting. It's so nice today. It's so nice. I've been outside today. I sweated. It was hot. That is what the thing is looking like. The thing being the weather. That's what it's looking like in the UK right now. Sweat. Actual beads of sweat on my skin so today is a lovely day so if you want to go outside take us with you you can get us on phones get tune in app or go on the website we have a lovely website that works on mobile very well if you want to do that and take us with you don't let the nice weather stop you from listening to the show 
And you'll want to listen today, because coming up in the next one hour and 51 minutes, I have got another dead tech platform. I do quite like charting the rise and fall of things. The other week I talked to you about Google+, Plus, which is sadly no longer with us. I have another one that is being killed off to tell you about next. Plus, talking budget hotels, times you've played yourself, and after four o'clock, dumb apologies. Plus, big thing of my week was that I went to Swansea. I went to a big conference in Swansea and met loads of other radio presenters and producers and saddos, basically. Loads of nerds, just like me. Who knew there were people like me? And um, I met all them and spent a bit of time in Swansea. And so to celebrate, a bit of Swansea chat coming up, including the best thing in Swansea. I set myself a quest to find it. You'll find out how I got on at 10 past 4 today, plus all the usual, 60 second guide, connect 4 coming up at 10 to 5 as well. And that's how the next couple of hours of radio with me are looking, so stick around, take us with you. Thank you very much. First up though, before all of that, before we get to dead tech platforms and blah blah blah, budget hotels, let's do the educational segment and find out what I have learned this week. This week I learned... Lesson number one. This week I learned that having chips with curry sauce is actually quite good. I am from the south of England, in case you can't tell by my very, very strongly southern accent. I'm from London. Love it. Great place. I found myself at uni in in the north of England. If you're not from England, you won't necessarily understand this. There are big, big, big cultural differences between the north and the south. Don't get me started. One of them is behaviour around chips. Southerners will have chips with ketchup. Maybe if you're feeling a bit pretentious, mayonnaise. Northerners, they're like gravy and they're like curry sauce. So there's this big chip divide in the nation. And I have to tell you, in the last seven days, I did try chips with curry sauce. I managed to find it somewhere, track it down somewhere that wasn't the north. It was actually in South Wales. Don't know what it was doing there, but I had it. And you know what? It's the thumbs up from me. It's actually quite tasty. I like it. I don't even like curry. But chips and curry sauce is a good combination. I'm sorry to say it. I feel like I have betrayed my southern roots slightly. But honestly, it's it's good. If you are a southerner, if you're if you're from another country, you've never heard of having chips with curry sauce before, don't even know what curry sauce is, I'd recommend it. I think you should try it. Be experimental. Be brave. Have chips and curry sauce. It's actually quite nice. Trust me, I'm a southerner when I say that. It's good. That's the first lesson. Lesson number two. This week I learned that people who claim to be happy at someone else's success are probably lying. I say this, I say this from my own experience really, just being being a bit bitter. There was a competition at this conference I was at. I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm so gonna win this competition. I'm the best. Because, you know, standard ego stuff. I was like, okay. I, I feel kind of confident that I could I could go the way. But actually, um, I didn't. I didn't win. I didn't actually technically get entered. It's a long story. But the guy that did win was a guy I'd got friendly with over the course of that day. And I was like, "Oh yeah, well done, mate. Get you. You are knocking it out of the park. Well done." Whereas um, deep down inside, I was like, "How dare you? How dare you win the competition I wasn't even entered in? Who do you think you are?" Now maybe this says more about me than the world but i feel like most people will kind of be like this if other people achieve things that you want to achieve and don't you're probably not gonna 
deep down be really enthusiastic about it, are you? So this week, this week I learned people who claim to be happy at, at someone else's success, they're, they're lying. Sorry. I'm sorry, but it's true. I don't like that about myself, about the world, but that's the way it is. Facts. And lesson number three. This week I learned there are other people like me. That's, that makes me sound really sad and lonely. I'm not a promise, but when I went to this, this conference thingy for radio nerds, I was like, oh my god, there's hundreds of, of me's, which in a way is, is kind of cool, because it's like, wow, I've never met anyone like me before, because I'm sad and I really like the radio, that's why I do it. But it's also kind of annoying, because you're like, oh my god, all these people are like me. I thought this was my thing. How, how dare you be like me? Like, we all want the same jobs. So that's not going to happen. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. But it is quite cool when you learn that an interest you have specifically is something that actually other people do have it too. And you can talk about it and have lots of nerdy fun and it makes you kind of happy. So that's that's what we've learned this week. Chips and curry sauce, they're good. Try it. People who claim to be happy at someone else's success are lying. And there are other people like you. If you've got a weird hobby, trust me, someone out there shares it. So that's all good. Now we can get on the show. Coming up before four o'clock, I'll play some BTS. So get ready, army. Stand by. They're on in the next 10 minutes. Jonas Brothers coming up. New one from Scissor. And right now, Zara Larson. This is Don't Worry About Me. It's Wizard Radio. Hi. Wizard Radio, Zara Larson. And Don't Worry About Me. I like that song. Really good. Very, like, fast-paced. It's cool. It's Wizard Radio with me, Alec Philbin. Hi. BTS. They are the next song that I am going to play in a few minutes time probably about four so stand by on me there on the way first a different three letter acronym that begins with b i'll tell you what it is in a second you know how i like to sort of celebrate celebrate slash mourn when when a tech platform finally gets put put to rest buried retired whatever you want to call it killed off it's always it's always a sad day i like to respectfully pay my respects when that happens but also just celebrate celebrate its achievements have a little reminisce i did that a few weeks ago when everybody's favorite social network google plus yeah google plus was taken offline and now i have another one that i read about this week so think back think back a few years if you're if you're about my age or maybe slightly younger you will remember this but it's a fairly narrow window i think because if you're if you're older than me there were the people whose early phones were just Nokia bricks. And then they probably progressed to like a proper Android or Apple smartphone after that. And if you're too young, your first phone would have been a proper Android or Apple smartphone. And you never knew what it was like to have a rubbishy first phone. But there is a small generation of people right in the middle who were slightly too late for the bricks, but too early for the smartphones, who probably the ones that came of age around 2010, 11, maybe 12. These people are the generation that grew up on Blackberries. I appreciate that this might be a brand and a phone that some of you have never ever heard. So let me explain it to you. Imagine a brick phone. You've got a tiny little screen. You've got the keypad with numbers one to nine. Imagine they stretch that a bit wider. And instead of one to nine, you've got a full QWERTY keyboard on there. That was a Blackberry. And they were, they were very popular for a bit. Professionals liked them because you could get your emails on them. But kids like them as well because of a thing called BBM or BlackBerry Messenger. BlackBerry Messenger was very, very, very early kind of WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger kind of thing. 
because it was it was free messaging. I think you had to pay like a fixed amount a month to get all these BlackBerry services, and then you could message your friends on BlackBerry Messenger, and you'd have group chats. Now, at this point, I should come clean and say I never owned a BlackBerry. I was part of the generation. Actually, no, this isn't even true. My generation did start off with Blackberries. Me personally, I didn't because they were too expensive and fancy. I had to go from Nokia brick to half decent Android. So I never got the joys of Blackberries. I don't know whether I'm sad about this because in my school, if you had a Blackberry, that was associated with being a certain type of person. Kind of almost a bit spoiled, dare I say. So I, we, me and my friends never really had Blackberries. We always wore this as a badge of pride. Like, oh, Blackberries. No, don't want a Blackberry. But a lot of people did. And from what I've what I've heard, BBM, it was all about the stupid bios and statuses. You know, on WhatsApp now, it would just say, hey there, I'm using WhatsApp, unless you change it. People actually used to change these on BBM. Put the name of your boyfriend in there or girlfriend. Tell people what songs you're listening to. All that kind of stuff. Say who you've fallen out with. Like, oh my God, I can't believe what Dave has done. How could he? And people like sliding me like, oh my god, what's Dave done? All of this, nobody will ever know again. Because BBM, BlackBerry Messenger, is closing. It is gone. I'm surprised it was still even a thing, I won't lie. Um, last I heard of Blackberries was probably in about 2012. And then they got totally leapfrogged by iPhones and Androids phones. But apparently they're still in business. They're still making phones with QWERTY keyboards. And BBM was still going until until now. You have just over a month, May 31st, if you are still bafflingly using a BlackBerry phone. I have no idea why you would be. But if that's you, you've not got long, so back up your chats, enjoy your groups. Remember to put the name of your crush in your bio because you haven't got long. BBM is finally being put to rest. So let's, let's say goodbye to BBM. You've served us well. I mean, not me personally. But you've served the world well for many years. It's time for a well-earned rest now. So BBM, BlackBerry Messenger, thank you and goodbye. Now, from BBM to BTS, this is Boy With Love with Halsey. Big up the BTS army. That was BTS with Boy With Love featuring Halsey on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman here. Hope you are good. Jonas Brothers play next. So I mentioned a couple of times already, I was at a conference this week, which sounds really grown up. I can assure you it wasn't. And I have conclusive proof that it wasn't at about 3.45 that will demonstrate just how childish this conference was. I mean, everyone there was sort of around my age, sort of 18, 19, 20, maybe 21. If you're really old, 22. A young bunch of people. And it was a lot of fun. It was about, about the radio. And essentially... It's a massive networking opportunity, this conference. People will say what they want it to be. They'll be like, oh, yeah, it's about developing skills and getting better and learning things. Really, it's just so you can shake hands with a lot of important people who might give you jobs one day and say, hi, I'm Alec. Lovely to meet you. That's what it is. It's all about the networking and getting your face about, blah, 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 making yourself known. So maybe one day some of you will get jobs. That's that's the general theme. And so I was going in with the mindset that I need to meet as many people as possible and I need to get my name about just in case they might be interested. And then 
after doing that, you can email them later and be like, hi, it was so lovely to meet you. Oh, let's let's catch up sometime. Get some coffee. All that, all that rubbish. That is the kind of thing that this will enable you to go and then do. And so it's very important that you leave a good impression with the people you're shaking hands with. Because there's, I'm kidding you, not a hundred, not a hundred, hundreds of people at these conferences, so many. And at the end of every talk, every speaker gets swamped by loads of people going up just to shake hands. There's like a massive line that forms. It's a bit like how I imagine meet and greets with famous people to be after gigs. You all line up, you get your 30 seconds, you shake hands, you get your selfie. I didn't take any selfies with important people. That would be a very bad impression to leave. But, you know, you line up, you say hello, and then boom, get out for the next person to do the same. It's like a conveyor belt. They probably won't remember you unless you're really, really exciting or really, really awful. So I I spoke to a few of these important people. I'm not going to name them because that would be really unprofessional. But trust me when I say they were important, very important, very exciting. The fact that I've shaken their hand um, is is a quite a big deal to me, at least. And so I was trying really, really hard to make a good impression, be all charming and polite and enthusiastic and not be shy because my usual instincts right i feel like you could probably pick this up just by stuff i talk about on the show generally my general instincts when i meet people are to run away and i'm kind of awkward and kind of shy and it's it's kind of difficult to leave a good impression i don't really do first impressions i'm a slow burn human being in a situation like this you need to be really good with first impressions because they count they're very short and you need to make them stick so I was trying so hard to take myself out of my comfort zone, really push myself to be just the perfect, charming human being that they will want to employ one day and hear more from. And I thought I was doing quite a good job of this. And I was I was really proud of myself and I was really pleased. And I thought, Alec, I mean, obviously, I refer to myself in the third person in my own head. Alec, well done. You've really excelled yourself here and you've, you've done yourself proud. And I was thinking this, and I was like, right, well... Now I've done this, let's have a celebratory wee. So I took myself off to the toilet for my celebratory wee and I undid the, the bottom, uh, the button, sorry, at the top of my trousers and I went to unzip my fly and then I came to a horrible realisation. I didn't need to unzip my fly because it was already unzipped. My flies had been undone for the entirety of the time I was talking to and shaking hands with all these important people is there any worse impression you can leave than being the idiot that has his flies down and doesn't know he's got his flies down embarrassing so embarrassing not a good situation to be in very very bad very very awkward i felt like a massive idiot all of my hard work potentially if they noticed gone to waste i really played myself there <laughs> i don't know how long it had been undone for could have been minutes could have been hours but I played myself properly. So annoyed. So annoyed. Have you ever have you ever done that? You've tried to do something that's quite important. People are like, come on, don't mess this up. And then obviously you have messed it up. But almost by accident. You haven't realised what you've done. But you've totally played yourself and ruined it for you and possibly everyone. I need to know. Please tell me I'm not the only person that's made a, a catastrophic error like this. 07807-183-538. Text me. Or send me an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Or slide into the DMs, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Wizardradio on there. Please, 
just join me. Show some solidarity. Whenever you mess something important up, it was really important, you've totally screwed it up without even realising or doing it on purpose, tell me. Thank you very much. I will share your stories with the world. You can be anonymous if you really, really want. If they're that bad, share them with the world. After Neil Nesbitt and now this is the Jonas Brothers. This is Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wizard Radio, that was Nina Nesbitt and Love Letter, Jonas Brothers and cool before that, Alec Feldman here, before four o'clock, Scissor, the weekend, and Sabrina Carpenter coming up. Talking about times you've really played yourself, because this week I was talking to lots of very important people who are very high up in in the radio industry, and then I discovered my flies were down the entire time, and I looked like an idiot. So, uh, what we got, let's see. Who has played themselves? Harry. Harry has played himself. He says, I'm one of those people who showed up to school once wearing my jumper inside out. Don't even know how I managed to do it. I just think I was just rushing in the morning, didn't spot it, and it wasn't until I, um, lunchtime that someone pointed out to me. That means I went half the day without anyone saying anything. I was so embarrassed. Your friends are bad. You have bad friends. I think that kind of thing. There's quite clear etiquette. I know with my example, the flies being down, if people notice, there is a whole dilemma. Do, do you tell them? Do you not? The same if you've got, I don't know, food on your mouth or snot coming up your nose. Would it embarrass them more to tell them than to just do them a favour? But um, in this scenario, if you jumpers inside out, that's quite a simple one. You're like, mate, you jumpers inside out. And you're like, oh, no, silly me. Sorry, thanks very much for telling me. Your friends are, your friends are mean, Harry. That's all I have to say on that one. Mean friends. Jamie as well has been on. I was talking to my crush at lunchtime once, holding my lunch, and I dropped my food by accident. We were chatting, I'd just paid, and then someone shoved me from behind, and my tray just dropped. Ah, Awful. He says, I went bright red, everyone cheered, and just walked away without even looking back. Probably one of the worst moments of my life. That's, that's harsh. Very harsh. Um... I am quite proud to say I never dropped my tray in the lunch hall in seven years of school. Always managed to keep a tight grip on the tray. I was never that guy that dropped it so everyone in the room goes, Way! That wasn't me, thankfully. Very thankfully. I have a, a theory, actually, Jamie. I think this might have been a conspiracy from a rival, a love rival. Someone else who also had a crush on your crush. They see you talking to them and they're just like... We need to get him out of the picture. We need to take this guy down. How can we do it? And so they just, they accidentally shove you, knowing full well that your tray will go flying. And much embarrassment will be caused, and she will walk off and go, I do not want to be seen with this guy. Goodbye. That's it. No thank you. Not for me. I can see you've still really got the, the trauma from that, Jamie. Solidarity. Thoughts and, and prayers with you. George says, I feel like everyone has done this at least once. Interesting. Let's put this to the test right now. George says, when I was in primary school, we used to have swimming lessons in year four. I, I do love a swimming lesson at primary school. They were good fun. He says, I got changed into my swimming trunks, went swimming, then got out, went to get changed and realized I'd worn my underwear in the water. <laughs> that's quite, that's dumb, man. That's really dumb. I didn't have any replacement underwear. I went into a toilet cubicle and got changed and didn't wear any underwear for the rest of the day. It was a terrifying day. What? Why was it terrifying in case someone stuck up behind you and pulled trousers down? Is that still a thing? 
I feel like that was never really a thing at any of my schools. There might have been like a day where everyone was like, oh, pull your trousers down. But on the whole, that, that didn't happen. That's funny. How, how did you not notice the second you got into the pool? That, hang on. Oh, no, these aren't, these aren't my waterproofs. This isn't right. How did you not? Surely that's, that's kind of obvious. And swimming trunks are very different to underwear. They're much baggier. I suppose if you're wearing like speedos, maybe they're not. They're they're quite tight. But if you swim in shorts, then that's they're baggy. They float around in the water. You'd notice even before you get in the pool. But oh, that's horrible. Not a fun thing to do. Penny as well. Got a message from Penny saying in assembly once we had a group of singers come in. I don't really know why they came in, but you know they had a bit of a sing song and we were all singing along. It was a lot of fun actually. Anyway. I was getting really into it, singing along, then completely did not realise that everyone had stopped singing other than me. I think my eyes were shut, actually. I remember looking around and everyone was looking at me and laughing. Ooh, that's, that's the kind of thing that sticks with you as well. A proper childhood school trauma. Why did everyone stop? Was it a coordinated prank? Did they all conspire to stop singing so you're embarrassed? I feel like that would be, that'd be quite mean and quite difficult to coordinate, actually. So they probably didn't. I really, really enjoy this image. Everyone has their own image of assembly. I'm thinking of you in my primary school hall right now. Everyone sat down on the floor except the year sixes who are on the benches. You're sat there, maybe swaying from side to side, eyes closed. For some reason, the song I imagine you singing is, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's the one that's like, In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. That one. I'm imagining everyone singing, swear along. You're sat there just like, Wee! And everyone's just like looking at you like, What the? What is she doing? Why is she still singing? Um, sorry, by the way. I know I should give you warning if I'm about to sing on the radio. I apologise. But I'm just illustrating fully what it must have felt like to be Penny at that point in her life. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for those. I do feel slightly less bad now about having my flies down for the entirety of lots of very important conversations. This is all good. Thank you very much, everyone. Coming up next, why not? Let's talk about budget hotel chains. It's, it's better than it sounds, trust me. Coming up after Scissor, The Weekend and Travis Scott. Track is called Power is Power. Wizard Radio, Scissor, The Weekend and Travis Scott with Power is Power. I'm Alex Feldman. Hello. Connect 4 is coming up in a few minutes' time. We will launch the game that you need to connect four words. And that's how the game works. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. But let's move on. So I keep talking about this. I feel like it's all I've spoken about this whole hour. In fact, yes, it's pretty much all I've spoken about since I got on air at three. This conference I was at last week, okay? It was just, it, it took up three days, Tuesday to Thursday. So this is the bulk of my week. This is what's been going on with my life. Um, there was there was a, the aforementioned kind of awards competition thing where it was like a big thing in a big hall and everyone was there, hundreds of people. That went on until quite late in the evening. And then after that, oh, there was an after party. Ooh, who does not like an after party? I've never been to an after party before. Um, I thought it might be quite a cool affair in some cool place with lots of cool people. It, it wasn't really. It was just in a student union bar with sticky floors and it was dark and slightly tacky looking and they played cheesy music that was mixed very very badly um when i say very badly i don't know if you've ever been anywhere where there's been like a live dj 
generally it's kind of frowned upon to to stop a track midway through, leave a few seconds of silence, and then start playing another one midway through. It's not really how you mix. I'm not an expert. I don't mix myself, but I feel like that's not really how you're supposed to do it. So this this after party was not was not that cool, which kind of set the tone for what happens afterwards. A great thing about the way this was organised was there were buses, a coach that takes you from, from place A to place B, which is good because it means you don't have to pay for your own transport. It's bad because it means you have to go everywhere at the exact same time as everyone else. As you know, I do not like being in, in club-type situations. I hate it. I just feel a bit dead inside, and it makes me really uncomfortable and awkward. So imagine my joy when, because everyone goes everywhere on the same coaches, I had to wait to go home until 2am we got there at maybe 11 i had to stay there until 2am just feeling awkward and uncomfortable by the way just in case you're interested this is this is my happy place when i'm when i'm in, a, in like a club feeling dead inside because i hate it i'm just like uh think about the radio wizard radio think about that being on imagine talking about this and it makes me it makes me feel happy so this is my happy place thanks for being in my happy place guys anyway let's let's not get too weird three hours 2am rolls around. I'm like, yes, finally, time to go home. And everyone, everyone bundles onto this coach. Maybe a bit, maybe a bit worse for wear because it's quite late. They're quite tired, you know, you know how it goes. And someone is sat right at the front and they've grabbed the tannoy that you can use to make announcements to the whole coach. Obviously they have. It's a radio person. You give a radio person a tannoy, they're just going to talk absolute rubbish over it. And um, what happened next was was very very funny it was one of those moments in life where you're just a bit like wow this is so ridiculous and so stupid I'm quite enjoying it um there were there were two hotels that we could have stayed in there was either a premier in everything's premier but the price or an ibis and there was some rivalry going on that was being stirred up by the guy on the tannoy and the mic at the front of the bus going so who's staying at the premier in and half the bus go Ray! And then he goes, so, who's staying at the Ibis? And half the bus go, Ray! And the other half of the bus go, Boo! And you had this weird situation where the guy's just saying stuff like, Premier in, and the whole bus is cheering. They're cheering at the name of a budget hotel. Or booing in some cases. Ibis, Ray! Boo! Ray! Never seen anything like it. Loads of people all getting delighted about budget hotels. And the chanting continued. We had, um, we had, um, we love you, Ibis, we do, all the classics, and just a general sort of, Ibis, 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 obviously with the rival chant trying to drown it out being, Premier in, Premier in, and I just thought, what has my life become? How have I got here, on a bus, in South Wales, at two in the morning, cheering and chanting and screaming about budget hotel chains it was quite a moment in my life it was incredible right connect fours on next after sabrina carpenter here's pushing 20 and sabrina carpenter pushing 20 should we get another round of the chanting going ready everyone join in ibis 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 are you an ibis guy or a, a premier in kind of guy do let me know actually don't don't bother um, i would also at this this little junction like to shout out a guy called sam harris he is, he's an artist who has an Instagram account and is also, I think, a genius. He's a friend of mine. The reason I think he's a genius is because he put something on his, on his Instagram story saying, can someone make an Uber app but for ice cream vans? 
I think this is inspired. I think this is something we didn't realize we needed, but we actually do. I think someone should get on this, please. So um, I'm putting this call out to the world. Someone do it. He's asked for it. I think you should provide someone who's got more time on their hands. Uber for ice cream, guys. We need it, especially when it is this sunny. Okay, now, now we've put that call out. Moving on to Connect Four. We do this every week. I give you four words chosen as of last week from the, was it the 2007 edition of the Oxford Mini School Dictionary? James Gilmore, can you confirm? Hi, um, it's the... Sorry, I actually have to look into the copyright of the... Uh, it is, yes, 2007. Perfect. We give you those four words. You have to put them all into a story. They all have to be in there somewhere. The story should be as weird and nonsensical and rambling and silly as possible. That's how it works. The person who writes the story that I like the most, which is, by the way, entirely arbitrary. There's no there's no checklist you can find. It's just what makes me laugh. They are the winner. Now, there used to be, there used to be no prize for this game, but... A couple of weeks ago, I started I started something new. There is a prize. It's not a prize I actually have the power to give you. It's more of a suggestion for what you should demand to be your prize from someone else. Because I think whoever wins Connect Four should go to their parents and say, Mum, Dad, I want a special dinner tonight. I want Connect Four. I have no power to enforce this. I'm not going to send you anything. I have nothing to do with this. But I just want to put the idea in your head that that could be your prize. So without further ado, let's open up. 2007 edition of the Oxford Mini School Dictionary, and James will have a flick for us. Okay, and flicking. He is flicking. Whatever the word is that is on the top of the page, when I say stop, that is the word we choose. So let's stop any second now. Okay. Um, wow. Okay, first one. This is definitely slightly more advanced 2007 language. Dismount. Dismount. The change, the step up from 2003 to 2007 is really quite something. Mm, definitely, I agree. Dismount is your first word. Let's go again and get word number two. Okay, and flicking. He is flicking. And I could tell him to stop any second now. Will it be now? Will it be now? Maybe it'll be now. No, it won't. It'll actually be now. Stop. Okay, the word is... Oh, God, these are actually very difficult words. Well, let's go with this one. Eddie. E-D-D-Y. A swirling a patch of water or air or smoke. I've literally never heard of this word in my life. Should we go for a different one? I don't, oh, oh, I could just go for the one below. Edge. I think that's probably better, I won't lie. Yeah, I agree. Unless edge. you want the challenge. No, I'll let's tell you go what. for Edge. Can we, shall I do like a bonus level? We can get bonus points if we get Eddie in, or does that defeat no, the purpose of the next four? No, let us do that. Let's okay, see. forget what I just said. Don't put Eddie in. You'll be penalised for putting Eddie in. So you've got dismount and edge is the first two words. Let's get another one. Okay, flicking in reverse. In reverse. So instead of going A to Z, we go Z to A, for those of you not familiar with how dictionaries work, which is none of you. Stop. Okay. Uh, the word is touchdown. Touchdown, like off of, I don't know, American football? Yes. Do they have touchdowns? Yes. All one okay. word. Touchdown. No hyphen. Is there no hyphen? There's no hyphen. Just one word. Okay. Touchdown is word number three. Dismount, edge, touchdown. Word number four will be, James. Let's have a flick. 
flicking. Bum bum, bum bum, bum bum. Building a tension. There's no tension music. You see. Uh, stop. Okay. The word is home. Home. Like where you live. Fantastic. Your four words on Connect Four this week: dismount, edge, touchdown, and home. Put them all into a little story. Somehow connect them. Make it weird, wonderful, wacky, whatever. Send it to me: 07807183538 or station at wizardradio.co.uk. Or if you want to find us on Facebook, we're on there: facebook.com/wizardradio and all the other places as well. On the website, you can find out how. Dismount, edge, touchdown home get your connections into me now we will do it at 10 to 5 this afternoon and coming up in the next 10 minutes the best thing in swansea and it is one year today since we very sadly lost to beachy so i'll play you two tracks from him as well we'll do that after your latest news now it's 401 alec feldman on wizard radio Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. How good is that sounding in the sun? We had two from Avicii. Levels, and before that, a new track, SOS, featuring Aloe Black. Um, just playing those because it's worth marking. It's been a year since we sadly lost him, so I thought I'd play some Avicii as a little four o'clock treat. Now, moving on. Like I said, the last hour, I was in South Wales, in a, in a town slash city, I'm not really sure which, called Swansea last week um and uh, i won't lie kind of bit of a hole i i didn't think it was that that lovely it wasn't horrible it's kind of like bit dated could do with a bit of love love attention and money lots of it that's what swans could do with and this conference i finished at like four o'clock just before and my train was at half six so i had two and a half hours to kill had lots of time didn't know what to do with it so I wandered down into the city centre and I decided I'm just going to talk to people, have a chat with the local people of Swansea and see what they think of the place and try and find the best thing in all of Swansea. Because I didn't have long there. I just wanted to see the best thing that was there so I can go, yep, Swansea, done it. I saw the best thing there. Nothing else will be as good. I didn't know what that, that was, what the best thing in Swansea was going to be. So I needed to ask some locals. So... This is, this is me on Thursday afternoon on the streets of Swansea trying to find the best thing in Swansea. Hi there, it's Alec. I am currently stood in Swansea bus station. It is, it's a fine bus station. There are pigeons flying around. There are buses, obviously. And there's a Greg as well. So maybe I'll go grab a vegan sausage roll in a second. But for now, I'm on a quest. I'm on a quest to find the best thing in Swansea, in South Wales. What that will be, I have no idea. But I feel like I should, I should ask some people and maybe try and track it down. I feel like the bus information stand would be a good place to start. Hi there. I have no time to kill. What is the best thing in Swansea, would you say? Catching a bus out to me. Well, I'll be doing that, but what about what, four? Hour and a half. I'm going to say you've got a Mumbles. What's that? Yeah, Mumbles. What's Mumbles? Yeah, down the seafront and stuff like that. Alright. Yeah. Okay, seafront. Good yeah. shout. Okay. Thanks very much. You'd have to stay on the bus and come back straight so if you want to go an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. Um, got a pass now. Got a pass, you've got the Caswell Bay, which takes you down to Caswell. Alright. Oh, wait five minutes and come back. 
Well, she was no use, she just wanted to tell me to get on a bus. Maybe I'll ask someone in Greg's. Random question. We've got some time to kill. What would you say is the best thing in Swansea that I could do in 90 minutes? I have to say, the people of Swansea do not seem very keen on Swansea. None of them seem to like it. I think there's anything worth doing. Okay, let's go into a place called Quadrant Shopping. I love a shopping centre. Maybe I'll find something in here worth doing. Hi, ladies. Sorry, random question. Not from around here. I've got some time to kill. I'm bored. What would you say the best thing is in Swansea? I've heard that. What is the Montfort? Do I actually know what it is? That way, you could go in that way. Okay, the mumbles. Oh, All right, thanks very much. Have a good afternoon. Both of the second people now that have told me to go to the mumbles. So let's try and find out what this mumbles thing is. Apparently, it's a fishing village. You know me, I love fishing. Um, I, I don't actually, I've never been fishing. It sounds a bit boring. But let's see what there is to see, shall we? Right, okay. Plot twist. Turns out, I've looked on a map. The Mumbles is actually about three miles away. I'd never be able to get there in the time I have, so we might need a plan B. I don't know what that is yet, but I'm determined to find the best thing in Swansea. I've been looking for a sign, and I think I've found one. Literally, it's a road sign. It says, stop, automatic bollards in operation, or in Welsh, stop each, bollardio automatic are waste. Is this the best thing in Swansea? I don't know, probably not. I've just been into a shop and bought myself an ice cream. Is this the best thing in Swansea? Mm. Maybe, maybe. I bring you some shocking news from the hunt to find the best thing in Swansea because I'm just stood outside Mount Pleasant Baptist Church and there's a big sign outside that says, Jesus is alive. I think this could be a massive scoop. If it turns out Jesus has actually been alive all this time and has been living in Swansea, then I think that could be in with a chance of being the best thing in Swansea. You heard it here first. Jesus is alive and living in South Wales. I see Swansea has an NCP car park, or to be precise, an NC car park, because it looks like someone's nicked the P. Could this be the best thing in Swansea? Debatable. I mean, sorry to bother you. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for the best thing in Swansea. What is it? Where would I find it? Probably the Bay Campus. Bay Campus. I've already been there. Wow. So all this time I've been looking for the best thing in Swansea and I've been there all along. Apparently. Wow. That's a damning indictment of the rest of Swansea. But you know what? I'll take that. There is um, a decent cafe. Actually, no. Sorry. Oh, it's not. It's a bad cafe. No, it's decent, but it's too far. Ah, okay. Well, there you have it. All that time I spent searching for the best thing in Swansea, and it turned out I'd already been there anyway. I feel like there's a profound life lesson we can all take from this. Sometimes the best things are the things you already have. What an adventure it's been here in Swansea. I think it's time to go home now. <laughs> bye bye. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. Hi, I'm Alec. That was me in Swansea, trying to find the best thing ever. Now, moving on to something different. There was a new song that dropped yesterday by 
Lil Dicky. We all we all remember and love Lil Dicky, right? From Freaky Friday last year, a song I absolutely slated at the time. Didn't like it. He's got a new song out. It's the same kind of level of weird, I think, in a different way. A, a very different way. The song is a bit mad. It's a song about the environment and how we all have a duty to protect the earth. A very important message, I might add. No issues with that. Just the song itself sounds very, very weird, very preachy. And if you've seen the video as well, it's like a cartoon where Lil Dicky is animated and all the other famous people are animals. Ariana Grande is a zebra. When I say all the other famous people, by the way, it's because there's about 30 people on that track. 30. How insane. A song with 30 different artists on. They all do like a line each. Think think Band-Aid. That's a weird reference, but without the collective name. So it's just all of these people on one. Lil Dicky and Ariana Grande and Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg and Miley Cyrus and so many other people that I can't, I don't have time to list. Now this raises a very interesting point with me because last week on the show, I was complaining that songs are getting shorter and I had this whole theory that songs are too short. They used to be sort of about three and a half minutes each. Now you're lucky if you even get three minutes. I was getting very angry about this and I was saying there are more artists on each song and the songs are getting shorter, which means we're not getting good value for money at all. Now this this Lil Dicky song is an interesting one because in many ways it sort of confirms what I've said that there are too many artists on individual songs. This one has 30. They all probably get like five seconds each. Which is which is a lot, it's overcrowded. But now here is the big but. The song it's nearly five minutes long. It's four minutes, 41 seconds. So this will change the game. This will totally change all my averages that I calculated last week. All the, the price per minute and all that stuff. Totally different. A four minute, 41 song. So long. So I might have to, to change my theory in this regard. That there is occasionally the exception that is, it's a, yes, it's an overstaffed song, but it is a very long song. Uh, there's always an exception to the rule, so I say well done to Lil Dicky for going against the tide and making a song that's actually got some meat to it, some substance. If I was being a bit fussy, I might say maybe five minutes is a bit, is a bit too long. But you know what? Beggars can't make choosers, so well done to Lil Dicky for doing something different. The logical thing to do at this point would be to play this five-minute song, but um, we're not going to because I still think it's not that great as a song, and also... Um, we haven't got time. So let's play Jesse Ray's and Black instead with Imported. Wizard Radio, that was Jesse Ray's and Black. The track is called Imported. I'm Alec Felbin. Hi, hope you're good. Bazzy is coming up next. First of all, first of all, this is all over my timeline today. Jokes about this everywhere. People for it people against it actually mainly mainly people just kind of go ha what a legend it's a story about a british politician um she's a labor mp she's been in politics for for decades called called diane abbott she was groundbreaking i think if i remember correctly she was the first ever black woman mp so she's a bit of a trailblazer in that regard and she a lot of the time i think people kind of unfairly jump on her for saying i don't know silly things and i think she gets i think she gets a lot of hate which is unjustified and a lot of people that are sort of 
jumping on her when they wouldn't jump on other people for doing a similar thing. And something that, like that has kind of kind of happened um, today because there was a photo that went round of her. A photo of her on a London Overground train. Um, if you're not from London, which is most of you, you won't be familiar with this. You've got the tube, that's the one everyone knows, that goes underground. You've also got the London, you guessed it, overground, which goes, uh-huh, over the ground. It's it's out in the open, and it's sort of in the outer bits of London. You get these trains, and the bits that don't really have the tube. And it's all run by Transport for London, TfL. And TfL, for a few years now, they've had a rule that there are there are certain things that you're not allowed to consume on their trains. One of them being particular particular types of, of drink, you know, like fizzy drinks. You're not allowed you're not allowed fizzy drinks on the tube. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And and so there was there was a picture that someone someone on a train took. They went, Oh look, it's it's Diane Abbott, the Labour MP. And they've taken this picture of her. I think I think with the intention of kind of catching her out, because what Diane Abbott, the Labour MP, was doing on this TfL run London Overground train. She was, she may have been drinking a fizzy drink, you know, um, a, a fizzy, a fizzy drink, air quotations, which you're not really supposed to do because they're banned from all Transport for London networks. And they've taken this picture and gone, oh, Diane Abbott, she's having a uh, <clears throat> fizzy drink. And you're not allowed to do that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna post it on the internet and get her in trouble, which is I think quite mean spirited. And a lot of people have been coming out saying, Diane, you're legend, drinking your uh, <clears throat> fizzy drink on on the on the London Overground. Good on you. Who doesn't? We've all been there. Screw the rules. A lot of people saying actually, yeah, this person who's tried to make a fuss out of nothing can do one. But before all that happened, and actually the thing that drew it to my attention was seeing. A tweet from Diane Abbott herself. She took ownership of the situation before anyone even heard about it. And I was like, surely this isn't real, because this was literally the first I'd heard about it. It says, a photo of me drinking from a can of MS fizzy pop <clears throat> on the overground has been circulated. I'm sincerely sorry for drinking on TFL. Imagine, imagine waking up one morning thinking, who knows what's going to happen today? It's a brand new day. Anything could happen. And by the end of the day, you've had to make an actual apology on Twitter for something as minor as being caught drinking fizzy drinks <laughs> on the London Overground. Can you imagine? What a silly thing to have to apologise for. When I say people tend to, I think, unfairly hold her to high stand, this is what I'm talking about. But it's, it's kind of funny, the ridiculousness of having to apologise for doing that. And it's got me thinking about dumb things I've been forced to apologise for in the past. Um, the worst thing, this, this still gets me, I might have talked about this before on the show actually, the time I had to apologise for saying Santa wasn't real when I was in year two. I still I still bear a grudge. And that was a pretty dumb thing, but not as dumb as that. So, have you got, can you one-up me or Diane Abbott, the Labour MP? What is the dumbest thing you've ever had to apologise for? Can you send it to me please? 07807 183538 is my number. Or at Wizard Radio on Twitter, station at wizardradio.co.uk on the email. Dumbest thing you've ever had to apologise for. Thank you. Bazzy plays next. First though, I've done some research into Bazzy. That's I think this is Bazzy's third song now, so they're here to stay. I think we should learn a bit more about them. I've done some research. It's all totally accurate. So how would you like to hear my totally accurate 60 second guide to Bazzy? 
Alex totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Bazzy, or Barry Barrelson, is a plumber and singer from Croydon, South London. Barry drives around in his white van, likes to play darts, and can regularly be found in the pub with his mates. He also refers to women as birds and listens to talk sport. His hidden singing talent was discovered one day whilst he was doing a massive plumbing job at an office block in Acton. Barry always likes to sing as he works, and on this occasion he was singing loudly down some pipes. Completely by chance, a top music industry exec was on another floor, but heard Barry's voice reverberating down the pipes and immediately demanded to be taken to where the pipe ended up. He found Barry and signed him on the spot. Then followed Mine, his debut single about his friend who's a coal miner, and Beautiful Angle with Camila Cabello about U-bends and toilets. His latest song, Paradise, is about the company he used to work for, Paradise Plumbing Limited. And that's Bazzy in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Russ and Tion Wayne. The track is called Keisha and Becky. It's Wizard Radio. Before that, Bazzy. Really, Bazzy. And Paradise. I'm Alec. Coming up before 5, why don't we and Becky Hill and Vice, my favourite song at the moment, for reasons that may become clear. Now, though, talking dumb apologies after um, a British politician called Diane Abbott had to apologise for being caught drinking a... a <coughs> fizzy drink. Yep. On a, a train where you're not supposed to drink fizzy drinks. And it was quite funny. This one is from producer James. He's, he's written it down for me. I don't know why he couldn't just tell me because it's right here, but I'll read it out anyway. He says, when I was in primary school, I wrote... <gasps> a swear word on a computer screen to the girl sat next to me and she started crying <laughs> so i had to apologize to her i thought i was being smart because technically i didn't swear but the teacher didn't agree with my point of view on that the worst thing was that she had actually written worse to me literally 10 seconds before and then she reported me to the teacher some people are just snakes the hypocrisy the hypocrisy there is disgusting and lol that you're just swearing at people in your IT lessons for fun. That's really funny. What a stupid thing to have to apologise for. I wrote, wrote poo on the computer screen, miss. Sorry. Yeah. Carly says, when I was in year seven, it must have been like my first week in school. Didn't know how the school canteen worked properly and just kind of assumed that fruit was free. Because in my primary school, it was. Yeah, I remember free fruit at primary school. Healthy eating and all that. Anyway, says Carly, I took an orange, walked away, started eating it, and then got screamed at for stealing food. I had to go to all of the kitchen staff and apologise to them individually for accidentally stealing an orange. It was ridiculous. What? That's just undignifying. There's apologising for screwing up, and then there's taking away every last shred of your dignity. Your school tried to take away every last shred of your dignity right there. Like, ooh. Hi, Doris. Really sorry, I, I stole the orange. That, is that okay? Yeah, cool. We cool? Thanks, thanks, Doris. Bye. Hi, Deirdre. Uh, I just want to apologise to you. I stole the orange. Stealing from you was like stealing from everyone, and I'm really sorry. Sorry, Deirdre. Yeah. I don't know why all of their names begin with D, but they do. That's that's ridiculous. Did you not explain it to them? You should be like, sorry, I thought it was free. It wasn't primary school. That's mean. That's unnecessarily mean someone on their first week in year seven. And an unnecessary apology. Full solidarity, Carly. I'm on your side. You need justice. I hope one day you get justice or closure. And um, due to my screw up earlier, the last one we have time for, which is a shame because I'm really enjoying doing this. We might we might revisit this because I think there's more stories to be told. Last one I got time for from Mitch. 
I once had to apologise for writing my name at the top of an exam paper in a mock exam before time had officially started, which is not how exams actually work. The teacher was really upset about that. Must have caught her on a bad day. That's stupid. Because I was never sure when I did GCSEs, A levels, and even now when I do exams, I don't know whether you're allowed to write your name on it before the time starts. And I always get a bit nervous that someone's going to come up to me and be like, you're cheating. Get out, you horrible boy. You get no marks. You get disqualified. And I'm just like, I was just writing my name. That's apparently what happened to you. I mean, it's only a mock, so they couldn't have like, disqualified you. But harsh. Harsh indeed. That's a stupid thing to have to apologize for. Thank you very much for them. I would like to revisit this at some point because there wasn't much time and there's a lot of ground to cover. So maybe coming back in a future week. Now, though, we have time for Connect 4. Don't worry about that. That is safe. And we can do that after a new one from Why Don't We and Macklemore. It's called I Don't Belong in This Club. Why Don't We and Macklemore. That was I Don't Belong in This Club. I'm Alec Hub. And hi, Becky Hill Vice is the last song from me today. Before that, just about time to squeeze in Connect 4. Before 4 o'clock, I gave you four words. There were Dismount. Edge, touchdown, and home. Those are the four words. You just had to put them into a story, and whichever story I like most, you win the prize of being able to ask your mum, not having one, being able to ask your mum or dad or parent or guardian for a special celebratory dinner. Oh, yeah. So let's get straight into it. First connection is from Ellis. Remember, you're listening out for Dismount, Edge, touchdown, and home. I'm not a fan of American football. I know nothing about it other than a goal is called a touchdown. Yes, it is. But I do watch the Super Bowl halftime show every year. It's when some of the biggest artists in the world perform a massive show for like 10 minutes. This past year was Maroon 5, which is okay. My favourite was when Lady Gaga did it a couple of years ago. Oh, I, if this is going where I think it is, I'm very impressed. Some of my friends had a party to watch it, but I just watched it from home. For one, she started a performance on the roof of the stadium and flew down before dismounting dismount, there you go, from her harness and performing a huge choreographed routine, her performance of yes, Edge of Glory was a real highlight too I knew you were going in that direction, I love it very, very good nice one Ellis, only thing I would point out was that it was dismount not dismounting, I know you tried, but we do frown upon but don't ban modifications um, what else? We got Edge in there, Edge of Glory, we got Touchdown. Did we get Home? I feel like that's quite a subtle one. I wouldn't have noticed that. I, yeah, I just watched it from home. Perfect. A strong start. Thank you, Alice, for your connection on Connect 4. Next up, Kian. There are a lot of kids' films that I like, but one of them is not Mary Poppins. I just think it's very irresponsible. For example, when she flies down on stairs on the edge of the banister, Edge, it's not a good example to set. She doesn't even show herself dismounting from a harness or rope. Just showing up at someone's home, home, walking in and taking over. Also, not the thing that young kids should be seeing. When she jumps into that hole and touches down on the other side in a cartoon world, that could get kids jumping down holes and ending up in sewers. I think the film should be banned personally, and we should have responsible films instead. Kian, I could not agree more. We should not show any kind of danger on films. The only media we should consume should be entirely boring and straightforward with no jeopardy or plot. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Down with Mary Poppins. As for the actual connections you've made, um, have you got them all in there? I think you do. Dismount became dismounting again, which again I frowned upon, but okay, we've got home in there. We've got edge. And touchdown became touching down. That's two words you've modified. I, I like your 
your argument against Mary Poppins, but I just feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't encourage the modification of words. Um, we've got one from Dylan as well. His connection is this. I love cycling to school and back home. Straight in there. It's my favourite method of transportation now. I ride my bike by the edge mm-hmm. of the pavement near school, dismount from the bike, perfect, lock it up, and then I check on it around lunchtime to make sure it's not been nicked. Every day I then cycle back home, getting in there twice, touch down at home, and lock it up in my garage. It's a bit of exercise and nice in the sunny weather too. And that, that is Dylan's. I should also say, I mentioned him on the show earlier, honorary mention to Sam Harris, who did make a submission for Connect 4, but didn't do it through the official channels, so it doesn't count. And also, I haven't got time to read it, so sorry. But out of those three, I think the winner this week is kind of a no-brainer. It has to be Dylan, because he's the only one that did not modify the words, which is frowned upon but not forbidden, <laughs> the catchphrase of this game. So, well done, Dylan. You are the winner of Connect 4. Ask your mum, dad, parent, carer for a special dinner tonight. You lucky thing. Thanks, everyone, for getting involved as well. I like this game. It's always good fun. So thanks. Thank you to kian and ellis as well for playing and that's it the end of the show thanks for listening again this week you can get the podcast from the usual places and there'll be highlights clips as well mars Bukowski is coming up next i'll see i'll speak to you next saturday from three till five and friday as well for the weekly mixtape there goes another episode of alec feldman the podcast wasn't that some great content come back next week for more audio-based fun Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.